a night of total terror. <coughs> night of the living dead. The dead who live on living flesh. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. The living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly creatures. Night. Of the living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it! You're acting like a child! They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. <laughs> Did you ever see the um the redo of Night of the Living Dead where they added more footage that they shot? No, I didn't see that. They shot like today. So they got that old guy that plays that the cemetery zombie. They brought him back and they shot sort of um, a little a little prequel scene with him. Oh, really? Getting out of a coffin, yeah. Oh shit, no, I did not see that. And they redid. Now, it's really bad. Let me just tell you. <laughs> it's really bad and the, they they added like a a new soundtrack and it all sucks. It's one of the worst DVDs out there. But, you know, Night of the Living Dead is public domain, so they can do whatever they want with it, but I didn't know it was public like it was public domain like that, like Wizard of Oz. Like nobody has the rights. Nobody has the rights to Night of the Living Dead because Romero copyrighted it as um Night of the Flesh Eaters, I wanna say. Night of the Flesh Eaters. And then when the strip when the, you know, they started distributing the film, they said, No, let's call it, let's call it Night of the Living Dead. Okay. They did, but he didn't copyright that. So he ended up losing the copyright to the film. I'm not exactly sure how that all works, but wow! Basically, because of that, it became a midnight movie that anybody could play. That's why it was played everywhere. Yep. Man, that's awesome, though. I had no idea. Yeah. We to find the best movies that are in public domain. So we could literally take Night of the Living Dead, dub it with our own voices, and release it as a movie, and nobody can say shit. Nope. Wow. So speaking of zombies, yeah. well, they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming to get you. Look, here comes one of them now. You're acting like a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, WWE got in, got in the zombie business. Okay, so, like, that was... Um, I don't know how to describe that. I guess, okay, so everybody's been clamoring about this for the, for the last week, I guess, since it happened. Yeah. Everybody has a lot of very strong opinions on it. What did you think of the zombie lumberjack match? Oh, man. I mean, it was basically mixing food flavors. So it's just like you got some Sour Patch Kids in your tuna fish. Both are good individually. But, like, I felt like you got zombies in my wrestling. And I so it took me out of the moment, obviously, because, you you know, you were expecting wrestling. And I didn't expect them to sell like these zombies were real. And I was so I, – it wasn't an immediate negative reaction. It was an immediate what is happening right now reaction. Like, almost like something ha- – happening that's so strange for your eyes to see mm-hmm. that you can't really comprehend what's happening. Yeah. 
And this was an unannounced match, right? This wasn't uh, promoted as a zombie lumberjack. No, match, it was promoted. Yeah, it was promoted as a lumberjack match. They did one backstage vignette where Morrison was talking, and he thought he saw zombies, and then he went and ran away, and then the camera showed zombies, and then he's like, "Miss, Miss, I saw zombies," and they're like, "What are you talking about? You didn't see zombies." And then you had the shadowy figures of the zombies walking down, and I really just thought they were going to keep it as you know, backstage vignettes. And then it, even then it was, it would have been lame, but it would have been forgivable. Yeah. But when they, when the Thunderdome changed screens and the smoke started coming in there and then you realize they were coming to the ring, it was very surreal. Um, Yeah. So it was, it was strange. I, th- I think I have mixed feelings about it because I think overall as a, as a segment, as a piece of wrestling content, it was kind of cool. And I think it was well produced, well shot. Yeah. Uh, the spots were pretty good. The zombies were way into it. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it all worked pretty well, um, except that it was in the middle of a friggin' pay-per-view right. that derailed the entire thing. It was a pretty good pay-per-view, too. Yeah. The matches were good. WWE has this thing right now where they're terrible creative, but good pay-per-views. Okay. We'll take it. But it's just jammed in the middle of this. It derails the whole thing. Uh, whoever had to follow it, you know, oh my gosh. But had they just done it maybe on the pre-show? Maybe as a, as a standalone YouTube video? And number two, don't do it in the Thunderdome. Right. Do it out in the parking lot or do it do uh, do it at the Hardy compound. Do it anything like that, you know? Oh, why didn't they do it cinematic style? Yeah, they should have done it cinematic style. I don't really know why they wouldn't. Because, uh, look, I, I have no problems with, you know, obviously... Batista having his WWE legacy, so it's just like, and he's in this movie, so sure, help cross-promote it. I had no problems with that, but it just felt it just fell out of place. It didn't feel like it was bad, but it was just like, for it to be part of the legit wrestling card, that's when it became a problem. Yeah. You know, that's where I feel like it became a problem. Because like you said, everybody was selling it. I mean, the announcers were selling it. And look, it feels cinematic, and they almost could have just like broke it away and found a way to not make it feel like it was part of the main card. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think they would have accomplished, but Hey man, it's just like, there's a lot of people talking about it and there's a lot of people clicking on it. So a lot of people know about the army of the dead right now again. Yeah. So it, it, it did kind of work. It worked in that negative, you know, public publicity is good publicity. It feels like that's what Vince is into these days. Is the oh negative yeah. Publicity. He's, he's, Pushing WWE as a heel. Oh man, yeah. Did you did you watch? I, I sent you that clip of Dave Lagreca on Busted Open flipping the fuck out. Like he has funny when he goes heel and he has rants. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, what we talked about on this is just like Vince hates wrestling. Yeah, he went. He tripled down on that. He hates it. He hates it. He hates it. <laughs> like he went old school Vince on this new school Vince of just talking about how much he hates wrestling because you're gonna look the pe- the only people really watching wrestling right now are the diehard fans that always watch it where they're out of habit or whatever that the ones that never leave even when it's bad yeah that they have so much trouble leaving so they are not gonna dig this they are not gonna dig yeah i this. just i don't get who this was for you know it, it, it as a movie promotion i guess it works but this isn't for your audience, your 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 no. your, your pay per view audience. This no, is for, this is not for your. This is for you know the wrestling part timers that uh, maybe only follow it once in a while. Yeah, and like you said, 
every they sold it well. It was shot well. It looked cool. It looked great. It looked really cool. Although but, Damian Priest looked like he wasn't enjoying it. No, no. <laughs> Oh man, and then Jim Cornette just basically flipped out because you're like, you you fucking killed Damian Priest. It's just like you can't push him now. They were gonna push him, and now they can't push him. And it's just like, it's funny because this push made me realize how awesome he is. <laughs> just like burying him. <laughs> yeah, it, it just not where. And what's is Miz got hurt, and he's out for like six months now. He got injured by the zombies. <laughs> well. In theory, right? He's just like, yeah, he got mauled by zombies, but like Damian Priest did like a spot where he came off the top rope with something and he landed on his knee and like he tore Miz's ACL, which is crazy because Miz claim to fame is he never gets hurt. Yeah. And now he got hurt doing, but he says he never gets hurt wrestling and his defense, he didn't get hurt wrestling because this wasn't a wrestling <laughs> no. match. This was a, a a zombie commercial. It felt a little bit too like uh, this was a demo reel for um, Miz to send over to the people casting Johnny Cage. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I can do, I can do zombies, I can do cinematic. <laughs> you know, and I wonder if John Morrison was pretty much okay with it because we were already kind of used to the supernatural with him, right? With Lucha Underground. Yeah, I mean, they had all those vignettes and. Look, wrestling always has a little bit of, like, the supernatural, but it's just getting, now that there's no fans, you know, and they're basically just, you know, screen props, I think they're trying to take it too far, but it's just like, yeah, it's not it's not working. The last shot of the match where Damian Priest is framed, I think he's looking up at the Jumbotron, and it says Army of the Dead on it. Oh, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it might as well just be like Carl's Jr. up there. So you know what I mean? It just felt, it just felt like such a commercial but at the same time, they sold it like it was a match. It, it was all over the place. The tone didn't make sense. I, I just, I don't get. It. I feel like there's other. How else could they have done this? How would you? How would you have booked an Army of the Dead promotional zombie lumberjack match? Well, if if you wanted to make it like old school wrestling, it's just like you basically could have made it a a zombie themed lumberjack, and you would have gotten. You would have known the wrestlers that were underneath. So I would have got all the guys, you know, the Viking Raiders and the Dolph Zigglers and the Nikki Cross, you know, all the ones that are getting wasted and they're not using right now. And I would have dressed them up as zombies and I would have actually and still had them as lumberjacks, but just have this match is brought by zombie of the dead. But they're still acting like because basically these zombie actors probably were wrestlers anyway right yeah. and I, I read scotty too hottie was one of the zombies really? yeah so i mean yeah they usually use uh you know local talent or whoever yeah so, so i mean wrestlers. they were wrestlers anyway so they were already kind of adhering to the rules of what it takes to be a lumberjack so i would have just like man you just couldn't sell it like it was real but i mean i know they want you to but it's just like that's the whole problem that's happening right now and just is is the creative as a whole is just like I, you can't suspend your belief. I mean, how disappointed would you be if you went into a movie and just like, and you just kept felt like you're watching a movie rather than getting lost in the story. Yeah. You can't get lost in the story. Yeah. It's just like, are you going to get lost in the story of Miz getting eaten by zombies? Yeah. But also they're not hiding the fact that it's definitely an ad. Yeah. Oh no, that was hundred so, percent. I'm saying the tone is just all over the place. It doesn't make sense as, and again, I feel like it was well produced. It looked cool. It oh yeah, looked good. Um, 
The zombies looked great. Everything. WWE has great production. I was going to say, like, production value has never been their issue. I know. That's undeniable. Polished. They're just so polished. Everything looks great. Yeah. I mean, they could have done a fake zombie commercial. They could have done it themselves, and they could have did the same thing, but it was basically you know, encapsulated into a cinematic match, which would have been a commercial, which you wouldn't have been... But man, how can you... Cinematic matches, are they really mattering anymore just when you're in the Thunderdome? Because... You really can't tell when they're live anymore, and it doesn't really matter. And we don't know the difference, especially when um, maybe matches spill into the back. Those can be taped and then edited in. Yeah, so it's you can't really tell. So I don't know if it even the the live aspect really even matters anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you I, prefer I, live. Obviously, you need people, you know. But as you know. Vince doesn't like the fans. You know, he he needs them, but he doesn't really like them, and he they ruin his plans all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so what would have happened if they would have done this live? Like, what would have happened if there was fans here for that Lumberjack match? I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like oh, the, my the God. crowds... I, would have, they, I think they would have turned on the match. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you, you know... Well, definitely seeing it live would not have had the same effect as seeing it produced through the screen. Yeah. Okay, because like I said, it was lit well, cut well, all that. So I guess if you were in the stands and watching that play out, it'd be like you wouldn't even be seeing what was happening. You wouldn't be seeing any of the close-ups... You know, yeah, so yeah, I would think they would have turned on it. Oh, yeah, I think they would have turned on it. I think you would have got some BS chance, and, you know, this is not awesome. But you, now <laughs> they can just pipe in, this is awesome right. chance, and it doesn't even... They don't have to be awesome anymore. No. They just pipe in the chant. This like, is awesome. oh, I think I want to be awesome. Let's pipe in a this they is awesome They just hit the chant. button. They just hit the button. Yeah. They've got, like, a Homer Simpson <laughs> control board in front of them, and it just says, has all the chants. Yes. <laughs> but... And that being said, we were, you know, I think it did accomplish what they were trying to do. Is It really did get Army of the Dead press. We're all talking about it. Yeah. I mean, Dave Batista was just like, don't, I didn't book this shit. Even though, you know, because he had that cool opening and I was like, oh, what's that voice? And I was like, oh, that's Batista. And they're like, Batista has a chilling warning for the WWE universe. And then that can tweet that comes out is I sent some, a few of my friends down there. Yeah. Which... Did they tell him that his friends were going to be zombies when they queued up that tweet? I'm guessing he didn't even see that tweet. That was probably whoever runs his uh, promotional Twitter account, you know, or whatever (laughs) does his promo tweets. All he knows is he probably got a, it's probably just contractual. Yeah, and he's basically like, don't talk to me, talk to Vince. Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't at me with that shit. Right. (laughs) But, you know, all in all, like I said, I I hated it as part of uh, the pay-per-view. I have no problems if they would have produce something else that was a different experience than actually having a, a match that you really want to be emotionally. Not that I would have been emotionally involved with Miz and Damien. They've had like 10 matches since WrestleMania. Yeah. So what, it, what is going on there? Yeah. And this, and this is a bigger problem, right? It's just like Did I, Damien priest piss somebody off. <laughs> well, it's he's, he's having that same effect that a lot of the NXT who come over. I don't even like to call it up anymore. Come over from NXT is just like, they don't, they lose a lot of steam when they go to these raw, the raw roster that it takes years to recover from sometimes, and sometimes they just never recover. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it's just like I was watching the you know the Shawn Michaels documentary on A and E, and I was getting choked up with the story that he told, you know, basically about retiring Ric Flair. You yeah. Know? And 
of course, you know that they're great friends, you know, uh, but I was able to suspend my belief when I'm sorry, I love you. And then took you out and then you feel it, you mm-hmm. know, and then the same thing happened with him and undertaker and like, you're able to emotionally invest. There's nothing about this match that would have made you emotionally invest at all. You would have either laughed or you would have changed the channel, but you would not had a positive reaction to this, you know, unless you were eight. I guess. But I don't it, know. I mean, eight-year-olds play tour of duty zombies, right? Yeah. So, so even I, then, I, they I, might I, not this be. was a little. This was a, this was a little bit of a Night of the Living Dead uh, throwback, almost. You know. Yeah. So I don't know if they would even get it. Yeah, and guess what? They've learned from this. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> They're not going to change anything. The only thing that's going to get them to change is ratings going down, or basically NBC or Fox not giving them money anymore. Yeah, here's the thing: ratings are down, aren't they? Oh yeah, ratings. I mean, they're getting about they're getting a maybe a I want to say less than half of what they were getting five six years ago. And do you think they care? Do you think they? I don't ra- think they ra- care. I think they worked it now where they're now they're just getting um, money from these networks because they need content, and WWE has a lot of content, they do. and they produce a lot, they produce ten hours of television a week, so. Is it gonna is rate our ratings gonna matter anymore for something like this, right? Because like basically on all the content and all the streamers, do we even see ratings? I mean, I'm sure they matter matter to some point, but the ratings do not operate in the same way they used to anymore. No, there's no money. I don't I don't really know how they measure it. Um, there, if there's not advertising, I don't know exactly if it's how they're you know deciding what's making money. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a whole new world. Yeah, and it's just like they they have to have a way to measure the clicks on the back end, right? Like how many people they'll see Surely, yeah. trending videos and or whatever. And I'm sure they can see how long people watch and if people flip away. That's all pretty visible, I guess, when you're streaming. But Man, but I don't think, honestly, even if I, if I just happened to turn this on, I probably would have stayed for the whole thing. And, and maybe uh, that's just... The wrestling habit. The whole pay-per-view or just that? No, that whole match. I wouldn't have turned off the match. Yeah. Well, I didn't turn off the match. And as a matter of fact, I left to get food when it happened. I remember you texted me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had to come back and I watched it on the replay. So it still got me. And I heard it was bad. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, is is that maybe that was their goal? That we're going to get eyes even if it's bad? Because if if you look at ratings per segment like they can do on shows, and I'm assuming they can do this on, you know, the app. You know, when if the streams are up or streams are down, this would have been an upstream and they would have got sent a mixed message that creatively, you know, it was a bag of flaming dog shit. Uh, visually, it looked great. Curiosity through the roof. Yeah. Right. So, you know, the whole, you know, the whole Howard Stern from, you know, from the private parts movie is just like people tune in because they want to hear him and more people tune in because they want to see what he's going to say, even though they don't like what he says. Right. So it, maybe that was their effect, and, and if that was it, you know, well done. Yeah, good job, Vince. 